Yo, 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 it's your boy, preacher boy. Yo, 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 it's your boy, preacher boy, and I pray that y'all are having a blessed day. I pray that the Lord is using you in every aspect of your lives. Today is Friday, y'all, and we are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. But before we get into this week's episode, y'all know we got to open up with a little word of prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the week that you brought us through, dear God. You continue to protect us and you continue to make a way out of no way, God. God, we thank you for all the doors that you open and the doors that you close that we've no longer needed, dear God. God, we ask that you be with us on tonight's episode, dear God. Allow us to receive clarity and understanding and, and receive something new that we can apply to our lives to be better each and every day here on here for here on for God. God, we ask that you lead us in everything that we do, and we won't forget to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Like I said, y'all, we are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. I am excited, y'all. I am excited, and we have two phenomenal guests on this week to be with us apart on this new episode, Let's Talk Q&A. Um, so without further ado, before I introduce them, and bring them on, I need y'all to do me a favor. I need y'all to do me a solid. So number one, I need y'all to share this live with at least five people. If you're on Instagram, I need you to share this with at least five people that you do not see on this live right now. I need you to share it, get it to them, so we can get everybody on here, so they can get some clarity, some insight, and they can receive a word from the Lord. Number two, right? Number two, I need you to like this up. Like it up right now, tap that heart button, get them likes up as much as possible. We need to get this thing popping. I truly believe that God is going to be showing us some things on tonight and I'm excited. I know I'm coming with an open heart to receive some things. If I may, may be lacking in some areas, I know that God's going to make some things known to me. And then lastly, what I need y'all to do, comment where you're watching on tonight. I need to know if you're in the uh, United States, some some state, Texas, California, whatever the case may be. If you're in uh, Europe, if you're in uh, South America, wherever you may be, comment down below. I want to know if you're on the couch, if you're laying on your stomach with your feet kicked up, watching on your phone. Comment and let us know. Without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce the panel that we got on this week. So first up, we got Minister... Andrew Belong Jr. Um, this is my baby brother. Um, he's a very wise young man. He is growing into a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal adult. Um, he he had a few hiccups along his way throughout life, um, but nevertheless, God is doing great things. And without saying any anything else, you know what I'm saying, Minister Andrew Belong, go ahead and introduce your, introduce yourself to the people. Talk to him. Say what's up. Oh, what is it? You can hear me, correct? Yeah, we can hear you. you can hear All right, perfect. Uh, excuse me where I'm at. I've been on the road, but uh, my name is Andrew Funk. Um, I'm 20 years old, um, and I have been, you know, really living for God for the past about four years. It'll be five years in July um, 2022. And, and to be honest, um, I honestly love, you know, things like this, being able to talk, being able to have good conversations. 
breaking down the word of God. I also love like questions. I believe that questions um, are the first start of all humility. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so the fact that you know, um, you preach the boy, he, he would ask questions. It shows first of all that maybe you there's some information you don't know. And I think that's the first step of all growth, knowing that you need to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, so amazing conversation. And, uh, yeah. Amen. Amen. And last but not least, my very own father, my pastor, my mentor, Pastor Andrew B. Long Sr. Go ahead and talk to the folks. Introduce yourself. Share a little bit. Let them know what's up. Hey, what's going on with y'all this evening? I pray all is going well. God is good all the time, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Let me see. I'm not I'm probably not your typical pastor. Because um, I, I believe in being transparent as a pastor. So um, my walk in salvation round two, well, probably say round three, is now uh, 16 years, you know. Because I, I backslid. I walked away. When people say you can't walk away, well, I knew I loved the Lord with all my heart. And I still walked away. Why? Because I allowed flesh to creep in. And when I allowed flesh to creep in, it overtook me. And sin kept me longer than I intended to stay. And it took me further than I intended to go. And so therefore... Um, my ministry got delayed because of my sin. But nevertheless, I serve a true, merciful, and gracious God. He brought Amen. me back into the fold. Amen. And now I'm running all gas and no brakes. Uh, so, yes, no hey, brakes. I'm ready for tonight. I'm excited to be on with my sons, um, my, my, my oldest son, amen, and my, my namesake, my youngest son. I, I thank God for them both. Um, they, they have their own unique lives. Um, the way they do things, they're not the same by, by no stretch of the imagination. But they are uniquely divine in Christ. I do thank God for that. Uh, and so, so we're we're actually excited to do this together. Um, I looked over some of the questions and I laughed. <laughs> but I got answers for all the questions. I have answers for even even about water bugs. So nevertheless, all right. But be back in your hands, preacher boy. All right. With that being said, we hey, we getting straight to it. So the first question that I got right. So I put a couple of polls up throughout the week to get some questions from from the uh, followers to see, you know, what are they curious about in regards to the Bible? Some things that they've been thinking about in regards to religion, God, Jesus' existence, whatever came to mind, right? I, I put this poll up and I wanted to see what people were thinking and what they wanted to know. So first off, the very first question, if Adam and Eve were the first humans, then aren't we all related committing incest? That's the first question. I'm going to read it again for y'all on live. If Adam and Eve were the first humans, then aren't we all related committing incest? Who wants to go first? I'll let y'all start off. Um, I feel like, I feel like first, um, I think this is an interesting question. Um, so basically, incest is basically like those relations between people that are like closely related, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in some places, it's even, I believe, like even, um, you know, if we're going to talk biblical time, in the Mosaic Law, it was actually a crime um, to be able to do, um, to be able to have, you know, incest and things like that. But in all honesty, um, truly, uh, my answer I think so. Um, we all technically are. We do result from the same um, forefather, essentially. And that's Adam. Mm-hmm. I believe every single person um, here is a descendant of Adam. So, I want to say, oh, 
just ends. I mean, okay, um, we can be childish and say that, but in my opinion, in my, my what I believe, yes, we all do come, you know, from the same um, person that's Adam and Eve. Obviously, Adam and Eve had several children. The main two that people know about is Cain and Abel, and you know, there, there you know, there's more mm-hmm. um, that people know and say too much about. Um, but yeah, and on yes, you know, uh, yeah, they 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 populated everybody. So yeah, we can all trace our genealogy back to Adam and Eve. Pass, pass. You want you want you want to go first? Or you want me to go? You go ahead and go. So, so when I saw this question, I was like, uh, I was like, I, technically, if if we're being technical, yes. Um, but the way, so when I was looking at the scriptures, God made the commandment of what was what was um, deemed as who we shouldn't have sexual relations with in Leviticus. That's when He first made it known. Prior to that. In Genesis, you know, as we all know, starting with Adam and Eve, so was Adam a black man? If you, just to, just to pinpoint that quick question right there to go what we were talking about, I would say yes, because where, where Adam and Eve, they were placed when the Garden of Eden and all that, and the, the location and, and, and the sun, he, he had some melanin. I'll say he had some melanin to him. I it was a personal cup, because what is a black man? person of color I believe he was colored he's like me I'm colored you may not be have the most color exactly. but I'm colored facts he's a person of color exactly so so with so to to carry on um there's there was there's different ways that incest is viewed and that is is viewed um, today, when you look at incest, most of the time it's it's out of a what was it that I saw? It was it's out of a a perverted sexual gratification, and it's something that's done between a a parent and a child, siblings, um, anything of that sort. But prior to prior to that, it wasn't seen as as that biblically. Pastor, what you got? Yeah, like you were saying, because um, the word incest is not even in the Bible, right? And, and so when we, when we look at things, God knew he had this plan that he, he devised. He authorized Adam and Eve to multiply. He knew what it took for them to multiply. And then after, after there was a population on the earth, he mandated, okay, now you will no longer sleep with this person removed from you. You will no longer sleep with this person. And he says, and if you do, it would cause sickness in the land. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that's why you have um, you see now when 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 a first cousins get together and they have produce a child, then there's always something wrong with that child, or a mother and a son. Why well, said God? He said no, because I cut it off. Mm-hmm. I made it for a time, populate the earth. But once I felt the earth was at his, at, at its point, he he point. I said, okay, now from this point on, no more, no more brother and sister, you know, no more father and daughter. No more. Mm-hmm. But but now because of sin, uh, all begetting sin, sin has crept back in this world. And guess what we end up doing now? It still happens to this day. Exactly. There's father and daughter, mother and son, 
their sister and brother. It's happening, in, and, and, and it's really happening a lot in the black community that we don't like to talk about. Yep. And so, why? Because we don't want to ever address the issue of sin. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and the lineage of what it carries in our families. Exactly. I said, nobody wants, nobody wants to, t- I, 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 I saw a pastor the other day, he had, he, he had a comment. He says, um, we have fear, fear, because of, and because of fear, because of great fear, mm-hmm. we can't have, because because of great fear, you would never make, you would never admit that you made a mistake. But in order to have great growth, you can't be afraid to say, you can't be afraid to say that I was wrong. Facts. So people have made mistakes. And now we need to grow, learn how to grow from them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes. So spiritually, we are all related. Um, DNA-wise, we're all related. Because if you, if, you tr- if you track down the origins of DNA, mm-hmm. right? Uh, everybody's DNA, if you dig down to it, forms a cross. Yep. No matter, you know. And, and so that leads to a point. One of the other questions about, um, about about these about one of the religions, right? Well, which religion is right, or which this is right, or that's wrong? If you notice, nobody talks about Muhammad, nobody nobody talks about Buddha, nobody talks about Hindu, but they only come at Christ, right? And then right. their linchpins say we talk they come at Jesus Christ because of slavery. Well, every nation has slaves in it, mm-hmm. so why don't we come at Buddha? They had slaves. Yep. Muslims had slaves. See, I, why, why I, is it just Jesus Christ? And, and and I don't think I don't think people are. I'm not gonna say they're not ready for it, but they're not willing to accept that. Um, not to not to stay on stay on that specific question uh too long. But those who just got in the first the very first question right out the gate was if Adam and Eve were first were the first humans. Then aren't we all related, committing incest? Now we about to go on to the next question. For those of you who just got in, comment what you think, because I would love to, we we would love to read and see what you what you what you got to say uh, in regards to that. Grateful said, "There's a lot of there's a lot of hypocrisy in Christianity." Give, give some examples, please. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say that. Give me, give me some ex- examples where there's hypocrisy in Christianity in, in itself. I'm, I'm curious to that. And, wh- and why he's... Especially ones you've experienced, not the ones you heard about. Facts. Get, we, need them, we need them personal experiences, not the one that you read about on memes. Because, you know, we live in a society where it's all about... Uh, memes and if you got your knowledge it's all based off facebook memes instagram memes whatever the case may be but whatever personal experience that you don't mind sharing go ahead and drop it in the comments so we can see the the hypocrisy that you've experienced i mean we say don't judge but we are the most judgy um so i i'll talk about that um, okay we say, we say don't judge but we're the most like we live in a society that's so sensitive that I can just say, hey, you have a stain on your shirt, and you're talking about me. No, I'm helping you out. You have a stain on your shirt. I'm not talking about you. I'm helping you out. Uh, and, and let's just say I can point out a fault that somebody has. Mm-hmm. As, a, as, a, 
as a person that's a real believer and as a person that's your brother as or your sister um a person should feel um joyful that somebody can pick them up the problem is when people fall down they think that people are looking down on them not to help them up mm-hmm. but to just not, not the case people take um pointing out a fault or identifying maybe a mistake and they stay there in that place. See, as brothers in Christ, if, if people are, you know, the quote unquote Christian Christians would um for people that are really believing and professing that really believe in, in, in God, you have to be able to point out each other's faults because if I don't, that blood is on me. So you gotta think about it like in this for me, I cannot be in a place where I'm not helping or holding my brother accountable. How can I say I love my brother or my sister or anybody if I don't hold them accountable? If I don't let them know, hey, that's not necessarily right. Whether that hurts their feelings or not. See, love isn't based off of feeling. Mm -hmm. That's conditional. And the problem is we are not supposed to have conditional because God loves us unconditionally. We should be trying to mirror that unconditional love. Where people say the whole judging thing, you know, it's a little interesting. Um, I mean, more in the language with the church, not those small issues. Copy. Um, but yeah, in that situation, that's what I would say about the judging thing and things like that. Like, like to. Period. I mean, more in the in the lane of adultery within the church, not small issues. Okay, judging within adultery in the church. Well. Let's use one of the biggest TV advantages out there. One of the most successful ministers now, Jimmy Swagger. He, he openly confessed that he sinned before God because he was caught in a hotel with a prostitute. Things weren't going well at home, and he did what he wanted to do, right? Um, and he confessed. You know, he confessed, and, and, when, and when he confessed, um, and, and, and so people mocked him. They mm-hmm. they threw stones at him. They dogged him out, right? Mm-hmm. But he confessed. He sinned before God, not man. He sinned before God. David said, I sinned before God, not man. See, we're always trying to live up to man standards. A preacher, a pastor, a priest, all of them are men, and they're all subject to fail. Facts. And they're all subject to fall. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why we can't put somebody in such high regard. All right? We, we want to put something in, the, in this, this pinnacle. And so we can't do that. And so here he was. He confessed. He set himself down. Mm-hmm. He repented to God. He repented to his wife. He repented to his congregation openly. Mm-hmm. He confessed his sins like the word of God says. Because yep. the Bible says, the Bible never tells us not to judge. The Bible says, make sure you have the plank out your eye. The Bible says, like Mr. Long Jr. was saying, make sure you have your ducks in a row. Because I want my brother to hold me accountable. I need my brother or my sister to hold me accountable. Fact. And so if your ducks are in a row, please help me get mine in a row. And don't leave me out there flat. That's that's and that's and that's, that goes on to what what I spoke about last week with uh check yourself. Accountability off rip starts with yourself. If you're doing what you have to do to hold yourself accountable to the standard that you know right versus right from wrong, 
You won't, first of all, you won't have to worry about nobody saying anything to you if you're checking yourself. Once you're checking yourself, you ain't got nothing to worry about. But the problem is we're not doing self-accountability. And when somebody calls us out, now we feel offended because we're caught in the act of not calling ourselves out on our own actions. Agreed. So why do we look down on how you've dressed or what the youth is doing on Saturdays instead of lending a helping hand? So I think the I think the first part later probably in the question. Um, but to you know, just that now, uh, I don't think people do look down on how you dress. Um, that's a myth, to be completely honest. Like for instance, I don't think people would look when I'm wearing orange with a black shirt, a necklace on, and some and some red shoes. Are people judging that? No, people looking down on that. And I, anybody who does look down on that, come on, right? Um, I got really asked, you talk dress. The, the only standard that got that's the standard, modesty. That standard. Now get into that. That now when we start dress code, dress code was created by who? A guy or a woman? A man? Not. There's no dress code. It's modesty. Modesty is a way of life. Modesty is not dress code. Modesty is not, no, no, no. Modesty has a look. Modesty has a set. Modesty has a, modesty has a way of living, right? If you say instead of, um, and then what they use is doing better is instead of helping hand. I think people do it. I think people mistake helping hands, me trying to pick you up, is me push you down. It's not it. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching, um, it was a highlight. It was like a, the, the, it was like NBA ball and stuff like that. And one of the started because the guy up, but the guy was on the floor. He thought he was trying to keep down. So a problem arose because the perspective was wrong. Because you assumed somebody wanted to get, they wanted to look down on me, and that's not the case at all. Um, yeah, that's, I, I'm question but yeah yeah so this right here right dress you see what i'm wearing right now i got a hoodie on my ball cap this is probably nine times a ten mr long jr uh is this what i wear on wednesday night's bible study um that is a very true statement right now on Sunday morning though i'm gonna be dressed down i'm gonna be fly as i possibly can even on my casual day, my casual day, I have some boots, some starch jeans, a, 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 a button-down shirt, Starches. and a blazer on. With my, right? Now, why am I doing this? It's like Mr. Long was saying, modesty. I'm coming in modesty. Now, see, everywhere in life there's a dress code, except for the church. See, we don't, we don't get mad because Matt Donald said I got to have my shirt tucked in, and I got to have, have this on, and they only paying me $7.25. We, we don't get mad because the army says you gotta have your boots bloused. You, you, it's, it's 100 degrees in the motor pool. You gotta have your sleeves down. You gotta have your, have your hat on. We don't get mad at none of that. We don't get mad because they say, hey, to get, to get into this club for the New Year's Eve party, you can't wear no tennis shoes. You gotta have on nice boots or can't wear no Tims. You can't have no jerseys on. We don't get mad at that. But all of a sudden, because we wanna have a standard in the house of God that look like something, now we saying they judging me. You didn't I, say I the club judge you when they kick you out for wearing your Timberlands. I think also, um, 
to piggyback on that, um, I think also what people, because you said like something, um, that's something that caught my eye. Heard that before. You want to look like something. You want to look at something. Um, and I and I ask people, that, what is something? You know, what, what is subjective to, to person? Like I know, um, I know but, but we should be looking at something of Christ. Exactly. More, we should be looking. We should look like. Why should I look like the world when I say I'm professing to be a child of God? Like me, I believe that. Margaret, uh, you know, I think just if, if Jesus was this days there, this is me being honest. I think Jesus be wearing three things. I think Jesus would be, you know what I'm saying, wearing something, a nice shirt, a polo. I think if he's come, I, I think he's smart. I don't think he's, I don't think he's necessarily every day in a, or even, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that would be a, a standard to be able to hang out. All right, so I got, I, so I, I, I got some. All right, to kind of answer some of the, some of the questions, uh, some of the comments. So come as you are was pertaining to your sin, your baggage, all the stuff that you had. It, it come as you are doesn't pertain to like how you look. It's not even in the Bible. And, and that's another thing. It's it's not even it's not even a biblical scripture. So you got to keep that in mind when you when you hear that phrase "come as you are." Um, a lot of people use that as justification to do whatever they want. See, I'm gonna tell you the difference between someone who's professing salvation, right? They've been on fire for the Lord. They accepted the Lord, and they're living for Him and doing everything that they that the Lord has called them to do, right? That individual, when it comes to what they wear, what they do, they're seeking God and God is letting them know off rip. The Holy Spirit is guiding them what they should wear for that specific day. You know what I'm saying? It's letting them know, hey, I think you should wear this because it falls under the realm of modesty. Like Minister uh, Andrew Long Jr. was saying, modesty is the key thing, right? So I, another scenario, I have people out here that I know that don't wear suits, ties and whatnot. And I invite them to church and in order for them to feel okay, right? You know what I'm saying? To feel like they're not like they not an outcast or whatever the case may be. I dress down with them. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I don't lose anything out of that, but it goes into, all right, God, how how should I go first of all? Is should I do this this way? It, is is it right that I do it like this? The thing is I got to seek God first in all in all things as a believer. I like I like that. And great as you check this out. Grateful. I need, I need grateful to answer this. Answer, answer me this question, grateful, because you posed the question. What is your occupation? Don't you don't have to go into details, but what is your occupation? Just write what your occupation is. Um, so right? what you, and I'll be able to give you an example off your occupation, because you because you're you're saying you think you're being you're more worried about your outer appearance. Nobody cares about your outer appearance, but your outer appearance. You should care enough about your outer appearance not to be a stumbling block for somebody else. All right, so great, grateful. You're in the military, right? So now, in the military, if we know we're gonna have a, a CIP, a command inspection, right, or, or we're doing payday activity, right, and we gonna get, or whoever's looking the best, we what do we do? We we GI the barracks, we cut the grass in the company area, the motor pool, the line is dress right dress, and we do all this so a man to meet a man's approval. We give a man our very best. But you give your God whatever. Who's more important, man or God? That's a, that's a good perspective. Should God, the God have to settle for your whatever? Because as long as you're going to get the word? 
man doesn't settle for your whatever. And over he time, you nothing. That'll, that'll definitely, that, that's something that'll definitely come over time. Um, exactly. Because you got to think about it. Um, most people that are, that are attending church um, aren't, aren't professing salvation. They're not. They're not. They're, they're and, and, and that's where it comes into play. What it is. And, and one of the things that I've really learned about seeing young people, because I'm around a lot of young people, there are times, there have been times where I have gone to church. And actually, no, there's been times I have to go to church and sweat. That's all I have. But am I going to let sweats keep me from getting a work? No. Now, watch this. Imagine if I didn't have sweats. If I would have had just basketball shorts, right? Now, me, I personally, I couldn't do that because of this. Because I understand that is perfect. I'm not just going just to uh, you know, figure out if I'm, no, 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 I am. I don't want to, I don't want to be a stumbling block maybe to a lady that looks at legs or a woman's side of things. I, the woman shouldn't want to wear, you know, something that has her out, something that has her butt out, something that has, like that. And they, they make me fall because of that. So you want to do things like, like, like Preacher was saying, you really want to be able to have all, all your ways acknowledge it. But literally sometimes like, you gotta ask yourself, we were joking about this earlier, but if you ask God, you know, this believers, you ask God, I'm about all the decisions you're doing, or are you just doing them? I feel like if, if you're new, you're not professing salvation. It's okay if, if, if you're one of those people that you're not, you don't know if you're saved, because if you don't know, you're probably not. But if you're one of those people, um, it's okay to come with what you have on, because that's not what matters. Because your heart will change. Watch this. The Bible says this. He will create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit. He will renew a right thinking. So your thinking mm-hmm. will begin to hold. Think about it. I didn't need it. With that scripture you just quoted, right? It says, he asked God to create in me a clean heart and renew. Now, see, God just ain't going to do it. You have to ask for it, though. And that's the part of the context of that scripture we miss. Mm-hmm. Davis was praying, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew. He was requesting that because he didn't want to be the same. He wanted a change of heart. And because he had a change of heart, it changed everything about him. That's what we got to understand. You know, I don't, my, my, my two sons, they have their own dress, their own swag, how they, how they go about things. And I appreciate them for who they are. But I have a standard. I said, now, but when we're going to deliver the word of God, this is what we got to look like. Because it's not about us. We should not ever be a distraction from the word of God. Now you see them preachers with these, with these shiny pointy toe shoes on, blinging. They got all they drip on. They got... <laughs> that, that's becoming a distraction. And... And and it goes it really goes back to it goes back to uh what what I was saying um are you are you seeking God on what you should wear because at the end of the day you don't want to be that distraction you don't want when I get up to preach the word of God or share something in 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 his house you know what I'm saying I don't want the focus to be on oh he's stepping with the then the new oh I don't I don't want that because at the end of the day I'm coming willing and able. To do what God wants me to do, not what I want to be seen doing. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the mindset we have to have. We're not doing it. We shouldn't be doing things for self-gratification, for self-recognition. We shouldn't be doing it like that. 
Okay, so grateful, I gotta ask you this question. You're in the military, I'm not sure how long you've been in. Is every soldier or NCO officer you ever been around, are they all bad? Because you just made a statement. Within the church, it does matter. You will be the conversation during and after church. I disagree with that. That means you ain't been to a church yet. Because first of all, that's just a building. You are the church. And so therefore, if you entertain that conversation or you allow that conversation to happen, that means, guess what? You're like Mr. Long Jr. was saying, you're not professing it then. Because if I'm professing salvation, I don't have time to talk about you. See, I, I've learned in life, the only time you should look down on a man or a woman is if you help picking them up. And if you ain't gonna help pick them up, what you're looking down for, you're just being nosy. So therefore, if you don't have what I have, I share this story. I was in 2000, it was 2011. Mm -hmm. I was in school. Um, 2007, I was in school. And um, I, got, I, I, was, I got assigned to a partner in class. I shared this with my church for He was an atheist. I was a minister. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, out of 253 students, how do I get the atheist? God allowed it. Well, so first thing out of his mouth when he met me, he said, I heard about you. I don't want to hear about none of that Jesus junk. Uh, we, I just want to gonna do our job, <laughs> do our assignments, and go, go, go home. I said, cool, bet that. I said, I don't want to hear about none of your foolishness. Let's do our work and go home. I ain't here to be your friend. I'm here to graduate. No problem, no harm, no foul. I said, want me to come to your place? I don't want you to feel offended because in my place there's Bibles and stuff around. So I'll come to your spot. He said, cool, come to my spot. So I, I, go, to his, I go to his place. When I get there, his, his, his door is partially open. So I knock and, he, and I go in, he's crying. He's bawling. I'm like, dude, what's, you good? So now it's not even about school no more. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this is a fellow soldier. I'm like, are you all right? He's like, man. And so he was going through his significant other just left him and took his daughter and he was crushed and, I, and so only thing I could do is begin to console him I said man and I didn't I, by now I didn't care I didn't I wasn't gonna shy away I said brother I'm praying for you I, cause I, why because I understand where you're at because I've been through that I've been through losing what you call the love of your life I had, I experienced it yeah I said it's gonna be okay I said let's just Let's just, um, if you don't mind, I say a word of prayer. You don't, I know you don't, I know how you, but I, but I just want to, I want you to have peace tonight. Whether you believe it or not, he's like, go ahead and pray. So I prayed, and then we, we started our, our schoolwork. The next day we got together, I said, the first thing I asked him, I said, hey man, check on your daughter. Your daughter good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's doing good. I'm going, uh, she's going, she's going to give me my daughters. I'm like, cool, cool. She said, and you think nothing, he said, hey, if you mind, I want to go check out your church. Now imagine. He's a white guy. I'm a black guy. So you know what kind of church? It's all black church. Church of God in Christ. First church of God in Christ. Uh, Sierra Vista. <laughs> for what you, you know, in Arizona. We, I said, okay. So I called the pastor. Say, hey, pastor, I'm bringing a, bringing a, good, a classmate to school with me, uh, from school with me to church. Mm -hmm. um, he, he doesn't dress like we dress. So I'm going to dress like, like you said, Mr. Um, Preacher Boy, I, I'm going to dress like you. So I told the pastor, I said, I'm going to be dressed down like him. So if y'all, if there is some people in the church that want to talk about how he look or how we look, we, they're going to talk about us together. And so I dressed down with him. And we wore jeans and t-shirts. And we did that for about a month. Mm. He kept coming to church. He kept coming to church. I'm like, dude, I thought you was an atheist. By the fourth Sunday, I'm like, aren't you an atheist? He's like, well, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm like, all right, cool. So by, by, 
about a month and a half in, I'm like, hey, bro, I, I want to kind of dress up this Sunday. So if you don't mind, I, do, if you don't, I asked him, so you mind if I wear, I want to wear a suit this Sunday. He said, oh, cool, that's cool. Because you know what? I already bought me a button down and some slacks. See, I never condoned or condemned how he dressed. I supported him. And guess what? Because he wanted God for himself because he started feeling and feeling the change for himself and saw what God was doing. Mm-hmm. He changed on his own. Now, now he's saved and he's in the church. Loving the Lord for himself. He's remarried, got his daughter, got a new baby, and they're thriving in Christ. Facts. And he was a stone-cold atheist. But I loved him. With loving kindness will we draw thee. Facts. Big facts. We don't love the right way. That's our problem. We, we, we're not loving each other the way we need to love each other. Facts. Love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a suit, I'll buy you a suit if I want you to wear one. And I've bought many a suits. That and that's that's the that's the that's the thing, Pastor. We're we're not we're not walking in love how we're called to according to the scriptures. And and that's the issue. And with and with that being said, I want to go into the I want to go into the next question. Because it ties in with how do you find the right people when it comes to spirit, spirituality? So, so, so this is the question prior to that, though. This is what it is. Hold on. Let me read it to you. What could be the solution for the church to be one and not divided into multiple denominations? Let me go. Let me go. I got it. Yo, yo, yo. So what can get the church as one? I think 100% take man's agenda out of the way. Take, say it one more time. Take agenda out of the way. Think about what any, any, any sect, right? F-E-C-T. This is what Jesus Christ talks about. He talks about the sects. F-E-F. Um, that, that, that were forming at that time. And it was basically different groups, a.k.a. different denominations. If the only thing that separates those denominations from each other was a little twist, a little interpretation that was a little man's agenda. Mm -hmm. The only way to to connect all as one is does not uh, biblical principles. I think sometimes I, denominations I've seen now and and I've been going to different churches and stuff like that. So many denominations are instead of it about growing spiritually it's about being pushed and they're different because in the body of Christ there is no voting there's no vote like no no it's the way there's no vote it's it's the fact the only way through the Father is through Jesus and that's up with okay which people should I I which people how do I find those right people it's because everything that that are spoken can be all be verified with the word of God and guess what if they're it nine times out of the ten not because it's benefiting them I don't speak God's word because I'm gonna benefit I was it's a crazy video but I was watching this video and unfortunately this girl experienced a church was pushing a wrong agenda and what we're here to do is take man's agenda out of the way. Take any denomination out. I, 
the denominations what the religion is. If it does not line up with biblical the problem is sometimes believers will want to talk about issues that are not salvation issues. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see if I'm right. If it's not a question about salvation, me getting into heaven, me sharing the word, me, me, me bruising the enemy's head, because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to bruise the enemy's head. Why are we? It, not it. But the right person is lining up biblical. The right person, the principles, is lining with the word of God. Who is the word of God? What is the word of God? The Bible. And the Bible is the closest thing. The closest thing you're ever going to understanding who God is. That's the only way we can come around. Yeah. I, had, I was asked a question the other day problem with the church that's what i was asked i like say it one more time they're like what's the problem with the church and god gave me two things he gave me two things he says unit no unity and no obedience no unity and no obedience that's the problem with the church we often want to quote psalms 33 what it says um how good and pleasant it is for brother but to dwell together unity is a command of blessing. See, the reason why we have no blessing because we ain't got no unity. Everybody has their own agenda. As Mr. AJ was saying, everybody has their own agenda. What's going to benefit them? Everybody's chasing titles and positions, not chasing souls. Everybody, bottom line, they're about dollars instead of salvation. If I'm, ooh, 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 the ministry. Pastor, pastor, pastor. To figure out what you said, we're chasing titles. Only t- the only position can only be striving is the position. That's it. That's the only position you should be striving to get is that of a servant. Without serving, you will not. Be- I I hope I hope I hope everybody's catch catching what's being said because I don't know what church you have been to. What type of ministry that you experience? I'm, I'm, hey, look, I'm a huge advocate for my church, and I'm always gonna say, hey, come pop out to the house of worship in Colleen, Texas. You know what I'm saying? But that may not be the ministry for you. But there are ministries out there that are true Bible preaching, teaching, loving individuals that are gonna show you what's right. The same way how we're talking and explaining to you right now, there are churches out there that do this very same thing. I don't want you to, I, I, I want you all to grab onto something. I don't want you all to grab up, focus, and hold on to the, the bad experiences that y'all have had. I don't want y'all to allow that to be the basis of you ever walking into a church again or you ever, ever trying to have that experience with Christ ever again because of the that one experience that you have. And the reason why I say that, right? The reason why I say this, Think about how many times you gave the club a chance after a bad event. How many times you gave that bad relationship a chance after all the multiple failures and the cheating and the lying and all the backbiting, all the things that you went through. Think about all the chances you were willing to give those individuals, those circumstances. I need you to at least give God another chance and and really ask him, hey, can you can you show me where you want me to go? 
God, I need to know. I need a ministry. And if you have such a heart like that where you want to be placed where he wants to place you, he's going to put you in the right ministry. He's going to take care of you where you're loved, how you're supposed to be loved, how you're taught the things, how you're supposed to be taught. And, and on top of that, when you're taught certain things, there's this there's a quote that I go by. Trust but verify. Every time someone tells you a scripture or anything, you need to go back and dig for yourself. Study to show thyself approve. Thyself. We can't do it for you. We can teach and tell you all day long. The word of truth. Need not be ashamed. That's fire. Bro, oh my goodness. Like, you, that was, you get um, relate. It's like, it's, my good sis Kelsey Arnold, she said this. She said, there's no such because guess what? You got hurt at work. You got work hurt. Guess what? You got boyfriend hurt. You have exactly. girlfriend hurt. Guess what? You have family hurt. Guess what? You. How do you work be making up? Folks be dead coming home. Think about it. I thought people do. They come home sad from work. Hurt. I mean, brutally killed from work. And you know what? You know what exactly they do? They go right back to work. Facts. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it benefits them. The problem is, people are more concerned. They can do that because it the benefit of physical, not see the benefit of the spiritual, which is eternal. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to chime in. I know we on questions, but yeah. But that's where we at. You're right. Y'all two are right. I, I keep on talking. Church hurts is a myth, and we love living in fantasy land. Mm -hmm. Everybody lives in a fantasy land now. Because everybody got church hurt. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I, I carry the church in me, and I didn't hurt you. Matter of fact, I don't even know your name. <laughs> you know, every, every, these, uh, these other names on, on Instagram, social media, nobody go by who they really are. Because the social media has become a fantasy world. Wow. And, and so they live in the fantasy that they've been hurt by the church when the church ain't done nothing for you but pray for you and love on you. The problem is, you ain't been to a, to a real yet, so how can you say you had church hurt? Because if you go to a real church, you'll find love. You'll find you'll find prosperity the right way. Because you're gonna prosper in Christ. See, spirituality, question about spirituality. He says you gotta try the spirit by the spirit. The reason why you don't have spirituality because you ain't got the Holy Ghost. And you can't have the Holy Ghost when you dipping and dapping and everything else in the world. Can't you can't. You can't mix it. it, it, it you, you dipping and dapping. You 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 done clubbed out all all Saturday night. You want to come coming in the Honda E K O C in the church on Sunday. What are you ain't saying nothing? <laughs> That's why you still broke. So so we gotta understand. You need the Holy Ghost. I need God. I need, I need the Holy Ghost inside of me to be able to try your spirit to see if your spirit is real. Because it's like this: when Jesus, when Mary walked into the room with Elizabeth. In their bellies, John jumped. The spirit made them leap because he because the spirit agreed. When we walk in the same walk, how can two walk together unless they agree? When we walk in the same walk, Facts. talk in the same talk, oh, we we gonna vibe. Facts. We're gonna flow. Mm -hmm. So when somebody starts ministry, that why because they ain't really in ministry. They ain't really a servant. I shared with my brother today on the phone. I said. Brother, you got two Range Rovers. I can't wait to God bless you with a third one. Because you know what? I don't even want a Range Rover. I'm looking for a truck. Right? I want, I'd be happy when God blesses someone else. Because that means, ooh, I'm next. Mm-hmm. 
investment business guy. I'm next. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I heard this. My mentor said this on it all. She said, like, it's so important. Like, she was talking about the importance of celebrating somebody else's blessing. And and she said this. She said, she said, when God blesses your neighbor, make sure you're at home because that means he's in your neighborhood. Stop. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's that, fact right there. But that's that's and, that's and, spot on. And the cold piece about it, the reason why he's blessing you, so you can be a blessing. See, the problem with some of us now, we get blessings and we don't want to share it with nobody. That, that that's that that's what that's that's what kills me. That's I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna hit this next question because I, I want them to I want I want this question to get answered too. That's what that's what kills me. When my brothers something happens with their business and they booming, I'm excited for them. Why? Because while God's blessing them, I know He's not gonna forget about me. He's not gonna He's not gonna bless my brother and not bless me. The thing is, what am I doing while I'm waiting for my blessing? Am I praising him in advance for the blessing? I don't know. I don't know. See, so the next question. God is amazing, y'all. He truly amazing. The next question is, is watching horror movies. We have a, we have a few questions, y'all. We may not be able to get to them all tonight, but that's fine. But it says, is watching horror movies or a show that may have a reference about the devil bad? I ask that because I have noticed a satanic reference in a show that I really enjoy watching, but the whole show isn't based off that. My wife actually brought it to my attention. Sadly, it seems that everything nowadays has some sort of antichrist reference. I feel that if I'm not letting it affect my faith nor my relationship with God, it isn't an issue. What are your thoughts and or recommendations on this topic? Pastor, I want you I want you to hit this one first. Okay. Bible tells us our eyes are the gateway. Mm-hmm. Right? Your soul. And it's been scientifically proven by listening to this for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's gotten me. And before you know it, um, you have a be in a good mood, something negative come around now, so now you're negative. Yep. Just that quick. Ne- ne- negative negativity can set in, mm-hmm. and, and it can cause it. Um, my wife's gonna start baking for the church, so I'm, I'm gonna go to the prayer room. And, and so, let me grab my Bible though, you know, because I don't want no, no distractions. And, <laughs> and, and so, 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 so here it is. We have to understand, since I know that my eyes are the gateway, and we think it's not affecting our soul. Put it like this: I like to watch power. Right? I, I, I like, man, I like power. You know, I ain't doing drugs. I ain't slanging dope. I like power. I, I like to, you know. Now, I know the other past, all the other pastors out there probably rebuking me right now. It's okay. To, you know, because I know who I am. I, I'm a realist. I, I'm real in my walk, right? I, yep. I know exactly what I am. You know, but while they sneaking and watching pornography, I'm watching power. Right? So. So, so, so here it is. So, so here it is. There's certain scenes in, about power. I don't, I, one, 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 I like, man, I like, why do I always gotta have the gay stuff? They always want to post this gay, you know, and I'm like, come on. And so, so, so here, so here I am. So I'm like, man, what is really going on? 
Yeah, so I'm like, so, so it kind of started shining me. I saw that. Because it, 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 it didn't my spirit, man. Even though I know it's for entertainment, I don't want that in my house. Because I don't want those spirits to be released in my home. So therefore, if you ain't a consistent prayer warrior, where you pray and consistently combat what you're watching, eventually it will overtake you. Because the Bible says the enemy crept in unaware. Facts. So you think you're doing good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if you spend as much diligence to your Bible time as you are to these TV shows, then the TV shows are winning, and it is effective. Yep. If you ain't going to church as much as you're going to to the movies, guess guess who's winning? Yep. And that's what we gotta be at. So we gotta be real with ourselves. We think it's not affecting us, but are we really? Is it really affecting us though? And so I had I had to check my power intake. I was just about to say, and that's an, another thing I want to throw in there too, as music also. I was telling I was telling a homeboy maybe a few months back how 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 uh, effective music really is to to us. You won't catch me. Let's say I just got in a disagreement with with my with my my, my wife. And we're not seeing eye to eye, right? And we just had a disagreement, and I just so ha- I just so happen to be at work or I'm at the gym. You're not gonna catch me listening to no R&B slow jams when me and my wife ain't seeing eye to eye. Why? Because in that moment, the devil will try to put me in a position where I can be tempted by someone else, and and that temptation will try to lead me into adultery. And cause me to step out on my marriage. Or, or another scenario. Let's say I'm upset. I'm frustrated because something on the job pissed me off. Right? I'm not going to go put on no cry mob. Nuck if you buck. And, 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 and get, get hyped off of that. Because it's going to cause me to do something that's not of God. See a lot of times. We're, like you said. We have too much intake of the world. And not enough intake of the word of God, prayer, fasting, and seeking his face. That, that, that's, that's so true. Mr. AJ? <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of touch on this. You know, I, I like listening to you guys on this. Um, not necessarily on just, you know, movies or TV shows or uh, even music. I think the power of words is so important. I think... The things that we allow into our ear gates and our eye gates mm-hmm. uh, are important because if it can get behind the gates, it gets to the things that are precious. Um, and that's your mind. And I feel like we can agree that when you have three beautiful little girls, Marcus, I mean, proof boy, same thing. Uh, can we agree that they are very impressionable? Yeah. So at the youngest state, that's when a child or a believer is the most impressionable. Important to understand like where they're getting teach their pressure. Um, and it's important to let you know what's around you because pressure, you, you, um, unfortunately, when you're young in this thing, you're a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. When you get, when you start to get some maturity spiritually, you're environment will become a product of you mm-hmm. I think a lot of times right now we don't we don't understand the power of words think about it how powerful words are god created life by words 
He created things literally by words. He says this. He says, let there be light, and there was light. So if we're putting going by the behind our it may sometimes un, unaware or unintentionally make mm-hmm. them out of here. And there's death and life that's in the power of this thing right here. It's called your tongue. Mm-hmm. If you have the power to create death or create a life. Mm-hmm. So it's important as a believer, you know, like, and I'm not saying this, oh, go as far as you can go to the line without falling. No, that's stupid. But it's important to understand, okay, you have to be prayed up. You got to be fasted up because you don't want unintentional spirits because whether you agree with them, what do you think that's real or not? They're real. You don't want them to come into your life and come to a TV screen because the thing is it can only be in a TV screen for long because the spirit needs a body and you don't want it to occupy yours. Right, so that's just what I had to say. I don't know what people in comments. Like, I can't even look at it. So it's, it so, says... Check this out right here. Um, free... Was that saying... But if you are professing salvation and killing your flesh daily, wouldn't it be fine to watch that episode of Power or listening to that Slow Jam song or Climo? You're missing the context of what Mr. Uh, Marcus was saying. You have to understand this. In the heat of battle, right, flesh is going to rise up. And flesh in your spirit, the Bible says your spirit man is willing, but the flesh is weak. I could have crucified my flesh, but in the heat of the battle, I ain't crucifying my flesh. Let's be real. Let's not be naive and think I'm so holier than thou. No, 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 no. Because ain't nothing like when your spouse or significant other or family member say something to touch you in a certain spot. And all of a sudden you heat it. And you're 38 hot now. You ain't crucifying your flesh when you're 38 hot. So, so when I'm 38 hot, I don't even listen. I don't even listen to gospel rap when I'm 38 hot. Why? Transparency. You know. So no, I go. I, I go. I gotta get. Some, I need. I need some worship music on. I, mm-hmm. I need something to settle my to settle my spirit, man. To settle me down. To settle this flesh. Mm-hmm. To strengthen my spirit. So, then I go get in the Word of God. I pray. That's why He says, "If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face." Right. Mm-hmm. Turn from the wicked ways. Then I will hear from you in heaven and forgive your sin and heal your land. Right? And so, therefore, I have to understand there's times when my flesh is just too weak to handle power. My flesh is too weak to handle some slow jams. Right? Because we think, well, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. If you window shop long enough, you will eventually make a purchase. Come on. And that's how we end up slipping. Cause I'm just looking. Ain't nothing wrong with looking. No, you need to bounce your eyes. Come on. No, it, it is something wrong. Because all of a sudden, you're looking, all of a sudden, now you're lusting. And before you know it, your woman ain't gay you in about two, three weeks because y'all been arguing. And your little man-man down there talking about, hey, man, hey, you know, who gonna know? Come on. And now all of a sudden... That one episode of Power that got that got you got got your because you know, they just showed some nipples and now you're like, oh. <laughs> see we see we don't like to keep it real no more. We don't like to keep it real. Come and now on. You, you 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 rewinded that same scene because you got it on DVR. And you want to 
Cause you ain't seen titties in about a month. Cause your wife ain't done nothing with you. <laughs> yeah. Next and question. now you find yourself. <laughs> I believe I will. Yeah, come on. And just like that. And so therefore, you got to be. You have to always be vigilant. Mm-hmm. That's why it says watch as well as pray. Facts. You have to be vigilant when you when you're dealing with your flesh. And you're dealing with heat, passionate moments in life, mm-hmm. whether it be on the job or in your home. You have to be vigilant because the enemy will creep in unaware. The Bible says this. He fooled the very elect. That means the one that was so confident in preaching to everybody else. C- come on. That's so Bible. Them and, thought they, and all of a sudden, why, how, why would I preach to you and now all of a sudden lose my own soul? Come on. Because I thought I was impenetrable. I thought I could do everything. I can, I can take everything the world gives me. Okay. Satan listening to you, all your testimonies. And all those fallen angels are listening to your testimonies. And so you talk about, you hit me and can't fight. That's when he's going to hit you on Tuesday night. Ma! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it'll be six Sundays from Monday before you ever come back to church again. And now you're come embarrassed. On. Yep. And now you're wallowing in pity. The next, that, I want, Pastor, I want you to answer this question. It says, how do you walk in faith with a partner who is not of faith? And then Minister, Minister AJ, I want you to hit it next. Okay, number one, let's start, how, how did the walk begin, right? Did y'all meet unequally yoked? Right? See, there, there's context. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have, every, two relationships aren't the same. There's context. Now, I've been married before. And it, and it was told to me, long as we're in Christ, we will make it. A, a wise woman of God spoke these words, and everything she's ever spoken always come to truth in my life. Every time. I heard those words, and my pride rose up. I'm going, oh, we ain't going to fail. We ain't going to fail. But I missed part. All I see, all I heard was, we're we going to fail. But mm-hmm. no, what she said is, as long as you stay in Christ... You will not fail. I missed the whole stay in Christ part. Yep. And so guess what I didn't do? Didn't stay in Christ. Things started happening, and I didn't stay in Christ. Lo and behold, I failed, and I faltered. Mm -hmm. And then sin kept me longer than I intended for to keep me. And it took me further than I thought it would ever take me. Things I didn't think I would ever do, I found myself doing. I was just like Paul said, the very thing that I don't want to do, is what I wanted, is what I end up doing. And I think that I don't want to do, right? And so, so how do I walk with a partner? Now, if, so number one, I give you several steps and we have Minister AJ go. Number one, if you met outside in the world, so y'all met unequally yoked in the first place, mm-hmm. and then you got saved, just because you got saved don't mean they got saved. Come on. And the Bible says the, the sanctified one can sanctify the house. So therefore, A, you stuck to you stuck with it now, but you sanctify the house. You win them over with love and kindness. You don't browbeat them. Look at you always party. I don't party no more. Don't, you used to party. Come Matter on. of fact, I met you at a party. You, you know, so no. So if I so we met unequally yoked. I gotta understand. If I get saved first, I gotta live. I gotta live even so more cautiously so I can win them in. Mm-hmm. Number two, if we met equally yoked. And we were getting some bad teaching. We got to be real with ourselves. And we, may, we may need to go to another ministry. Come on. 
and then you don't get counseling by yourself. You need to get counseling together. Any pastor that counsel a couple one-on-one um, one on and not as a couple would be a pastor of mine. You know, you, you, you counsel together. You, you, you do it together. Right? And, and you, you will win them over to Christ. The Bible says a sanctified woman to sanctify the house. And the Bible is always right. We're always wrong. So we have to understand where did we get our beginning? Where did our beginning happen is based on how, what path we're going to take. Mm-hmm. I share with my sons that I don't want them to make my, my mistakes. So I try to encourage them. So when I counsel my sons, I don't pick, I don't choose sides because they're my sons. No, if Marcus is wrong and, and Nicole is right, I'm a, Nicole, you're right, love. He do it all the time. <laughs> and that's just how it goes. When, when it's time for Minister AJ to tie that knot, when he decides he'll make, take that leap of faith, it'll be no different. Because mm-hmm. why? I care more about their souls than I care about them trying to be my friends. Because they're not my friends, they're my sons. Come on. And I want my sons to be better than me. I want them to be stronger in the word. I want them to be deeper in the word. I want them to be wealthier in the word. I want, them, I want my sons completely better than me. Mm-hmm. If I got a 4,000 square foot house, I best believe, I, God, you're going to bless them with 8,000. That's how. And so, only way my sons can be better, I got to be transparent and say, no, don't, don't do that. Don't make that mistake. I did that. Don't walk away. Don't give up on your marriage. Yep. Hang in there. I know it's hard, but hang in there. I wish I would have hung in there a little bit more. Or I wish I did it the godly way. So, I walk in faith because I walk with the word. If you don't walk with the word, you can't walk in, a, in an unequally yoked marriage. But with the word of God, my mama stayed with my dad in 28 years. With him being a holy roller. I mean, she was a holy roller and he was a rolling stone. Papa was a rolling stone. Mm-hmm. Where he laid at Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> but for 28 years, he kept praying. Mm-hmm. She kept fast. She kept cooking his breakfast, cooking his lunch, cooking his dinner. She kept doing everything the word of God said to her. Now, the roles have reversed. She can't, she's not as mobile no more. Guess what? My daddy gets up in the morning, cooks her breakfast. He comes home from work, cooks her lunch, goes back to work, come home and cook up dinner. And now he's saved, sanctified. Why? Because she did it the God way, the Bible way. Mm-hmm. She didn't browbeat him. She didn't talk about him because he wasn't saved. Because she wasn't saved, he wasn't saved when she met him. Come on. We want somebody to get saved because we got saved. You don't work like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Mr. AJ. Um, can you, can you say the question for Please, boy. I got you. The question was, how do you walk in faith with a partner who is not of faith? So I, I hope this person that I had on, but I'm going to address it exactly how the question was. I said a partner. And a partner is not, technically, it's not just like your spouse. But I'm just going to talk about it in this way. John C. Maxwell is a leadership author. And he teaches that we should only partner with like value. Any partnership in our life should be with people that have the same beliefs, the same values. He says this way, and it was amazing. He said, when you... For a partnership to truly be effective, it has to be between like like value people. The 
Bible says it this way, right? We, we, we hear the scripture, do not be unequally yoked with believers. That's not just in marriages. That's also in business. That's also in your friendships. Like for me, I can't be around certain people too long. I just can't because I don't want to be yoked up with them. Mm-hmm. And to specifically go in, you know, if you want specific group on, you know, you know, two people that maybe don't have the same faith, how can they work out the Bible? Chapter seven. Um, yeah, first Corinthians chapter seven, and you can, they, they can go look this up on their own to verify it, but it talks about how when there is a believer, one, one is the believer mm-hmm. and one is not. Mm-hmm. Basically the husband and the wife is not. <clears throat> the believer and the husband is not. And what they are supposed to do, it works in you. It's perfect because the believer, whoever it is, will cause the other to become, to become holy. Mm-hmm. The act. Because if there's a holiness will come. It doesn't say, oh, leave them because now you're a believer and the other one's not. No, 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 no. It actually says do not divorce. Mm-hmm. It says do not divorce because. But it's important to understand that it takes, I'm going to be honest. I personally, I don't think I could do it. But for a marriage, I'm, I'm not married. That's why I said I don't think I could do it. I think it'd be very hard for a marriage. Um, and not impossible, but it would be harder um, for a for there to be some joy there. Because eventually the values are going to start misaligning. I'm going to start looking at you because I'm going to be coming to church. I'm going to be learning things and learning more about myself and learning about the God who created everything. And I realize that you're doing things that opposes him. And there's a certain thing that when you fear God, when you truly have a fear, a reverence for God, it's not the fact that I'm scared of God. It's the fact that I'm scared of being away from God. Mm-hmm. Fear of God is. And when you truly have that fear, holiness will come in that other part. Whether mm-hmm. it's in business, whether it's your spouse, that's what I personally do. Yeah. You're right. It, it, it will. See, sheep get sheep. Exactly. Exactly. If you're a real sheep, you hear his voice, you're going to get another sheep. Mm-hmm. And they're they going to begin to hear his voice. But if you're a goat, you become stubborn and you're hard-headed and you always jump the fence. Exactly. Right? And, and so we have to understand, you know, how do we walk in faith? First mm-hmm. of all, what is your faith really rooted in? Is it in Christ Jesus? Because people got faith in their money. People got faith in their jobs. So my question is, where's your faith really rooted in? Are you really walking in? Because the thing is, are you walking in salvation, not faith? Mm-hmm. Because your faith can be all over the place see we, we we use these vague terms and try to like let's let, let's keep it let's keep it a buck exactly no are you safe and your partner unsafe okay now let's work now we can work with it yeah and the reason why you know you say your partner unsafe but every time you say the only place you save is at church but when you get home you're a holy terror 
See, we see. I, I tell people all the time. I, I had a couple of years ago, a member said, "Pastor, I want a husband like you." And I straight up told her, "No, you don't." She said, "Yes, I do, Pastor. I want a husband like you." I said, "No, you don't." Because I'm one. I don't do laundry. I don't cook. <laughs> I don't clean the house. Sisters, no, you don't. I said, "What you see? You see the fact that I buy my wife nice clothes and." her jewelry, and her car, and I'll take, but you don't see what she has to do for me in return. I'm a provider for my home. She's the builder of our home. I walk in my lane, she walk in her lane. Come on. And if, and the moment she wants me to walk in her lane, there's a problem. Now, but there's a moment, but there's a moment when she's broken down, she can't walk in her lane, then I'll carry her and my load, because I'm the man of the house. Right? And so we have to understand what are we really talking about here? Mm -hmm. Are you truly saved? Because if you truly saved, a sanctified woman or a husband will sanctify the spouse in due time. If what you're professing at church in that building is the same thing you're doing at home. Exactly. You can't be talking about, oh, I'm so faithful at church, but then you don't even want to cook for your husband. Talking about, oh, he can cook for himself. That's not what God told him. If you don't cook, if you don't cook, somebody else will. Without a doubt. Because the thing is, men are hunters. And if you don't let a man kill the prey, someone else going to let him kill the prey. So my mama told me this. My mama told, told every woman I've ever been with is this. She said, don't ever let your husband leave the house with an empty stomach and a full sack. <laughs> wait, 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 yo. <laughs> Who said that? My mom. <laughs> My granny. She, 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 she taught us how to be real in marriage. Yeah, that's real. I ain't, I ain't ever heard that in my life. Don't let your husband. And so when I counsel couples, I tell them, don't let that man leave the house with an empty stomach and a full sack. Because why? Somebody has fill him up and empty him out. Not married. I'm not married. <laughs> that's and and that's and that's that's true. I'm telling you, people don't understand marriage is work. Marriage is work. It's I'm telling you. Uh, that's why I say, what you doing 50 50 for? Who are you saving out the 50 for? Exactly. It should be a hundred a hundred. You should be giving your all in marriage. You shouldn't be giving a partial because that means you you got a partial given somewhere else. Where you shouldn't be giving it to. You hold it in before you know it. Right? And, and so, how do we walk together in faith? How do we walk together in salvation? With loving kindness. Yep. Loving kindness. Malazzo 86. Loving, loving kindness. Withdraw. Mm-hmm. So if you're not being kind and showing love, you won't draw them. You'll push them further away. And then they will blame the church as and here comes that church with again. Because of the church, me and you ain't working. No, you and you and her ain't working because of y'all. Facts. Don't put that on nobody else. I ain't in your bedroom. That's that's on y'all. And that and that's that's the kicker. We we get saved and we think people are gonna get saved as fast as we did. As believers, we have to keep in mind that we were not an overnight 
product. We were not built overnight. We didn't we may have said yes overnight, but God is still shaping and mold us. That's why we constantly have to be put on the potter's wheel so he can craft us into what he needs us to be. The problem is we want rapid results for everybody else but ourselves. We don't want God to work on us quick. We want God to work on everybody else around us quick. And that's not how it should be. I got saved at seven years old. Preacher, well, I got saved at seven. Mm-hmm. Baptized, so still at seven years old. God anointed me. At 10 years old, I bashed it for $20. <laughs> right? And didn't get back into church. And then I kept going to church. I was a drug baby. Mama drugged me every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every convention, every convocation. Just like y'all. I was a drug baby. I was about to say, I, I, I was about to say he did the same thing to us. I was a drug baby as well. <laughs> exactly. Right? And so so we were drugged, right? So here we so now I, I graduate high school and I really I'm still remember I back then when I was 10. I'm wilding out. I'm wilding out. I ain't ever my barracks right. I ain't there was a, a chapel on my post to this day. I can't tell you what that chapel looked like on the inside. I party hard, right? Then here comes preacher boy into my life. You know, and, and here it is. I'm I'm living, still living morally clean. I, I slowed down, but I didn't stop, y'all. See, that's what it is. This is what some of us are doing right now. We slowing down, but mm-hmm. we ain't stopping our sin. Yeah, we just ain't sinning hard no more. We just sinning soft, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> still going to the same hell though, right? And so I just slowed down. down. I slowed down. I, I wasn't clubbing all night long no more. I stopped smoking cigar weed. But I was still drinking though. Sick, I was on that drink. Sick of what? I, you know? And, and I, I was still on that drink. And I, I was, you know, rolling down the street. Yeah, you know? And, and I was doing all that good stuff, right? I came home to, on leave. Preacher boy was six months old. You know, I came home July 7th. 1997. I didn't get saved, but I got a spiritual whooping and I quit drinking because of that night. He did some things. I'm not going to go into detail, but he did some things in that night. Now, I vowed a vow. Now, I knew because the word of God, because I was trained in the church, don't make a vow. But you're not going to hope because it'd be worse than dog going back to his own vomit. So yeah. I made a vow. And God, he, he honored his end because you, you see my two sons now, right? So God kept. He honored his vow, honored my vow that I made to him. I made the vow, but he honored it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I still wasn't saved. I got back to Germany. My mom came to visit me. She said, boy, I'm so proud of you. You don't drink. You don't smoke. Boy, look at you. And I'm just, my chest sticking up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm doing my thing. She's like, yeah, boy. She said, I'm so proud of you. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, look at you. She said, look at you all good. She said, you're going to be the cleanest boy in hell. <laughs> Not the cleanest in hell. Because I wasn't saved. Yep. I wasn't professing salvation. I didn't give my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fellowshipping. I, went, I was forsaken to assemble myself. I wasn't doing the word of God. I wasn't doing this book. Mm-hmm. Even though I was morally clean. That day, that put heart right there, son. And so I got saved. I, got, I gave my life to the Lord. I was like, it was 98. I gave, I gave my life to the Lord. I, I started serving. I was running hard. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I was hard. I was from 98. Boy, I was running hard. And all of a sudden, he crept in unaware. Yep. 
He crept in unaware, and I backslid in 2005. And I and I fell hard. Matter of fact, I backslid then when I was before 2005. Then I, I, I was fooling myself. I thought I was saved. See, I'm, let me keep let me keep it real up in here. I thought I was saved because faking it. Faking it. As they say, fake it till you make it. Well, unfortunately, you can't fake it till you make it. You never make it. Exactly. And, and so I was faking it. Life started happening to me. 2000, so it was 2003. I failed. So for three years, I was outside the will of God. Mm-hmm. And he whooped my tail for those three years. But guess how he whooped me? He said, guess what? You forgot me. So therefore, I got to forget you. But not only am I going to forget you, I'm going to forget your children. And your children's children. Marcus and AJ didn't do nothing wrong. That hurt me. What kind of? That's why when I hear when I hear fathers say, "I'll do anything with my family," I tell them, "No, you won't, because you won't live safe." So stop saying you'll do anything. No, you just do what you want to do that make you feel good. Ooh. Because if you do anything, you'll live for God. Then. Wow. That'd be the first thing you would do. Because that's the best thing you can teach your children is a saved life. Mm-hmm. When he pricked me that way, I got I gave my life to the Lord in a bear room. Going through a divorce. I gave my life to the Lord. And from that point on, November 6, 2006, I've been running. Mm-hmm. Running. Been running. Been running. And it hasn't always been perfect. But I'm, I'm running. Striving to make a hundred. And now I can say, what should separate me from the love of God? Nothing. 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 You know, I mean what I say, I say what I mean. Do I get it right as a dad all the time? I don't. Do I get it right as a husband all the time? I don't. Do I get it right as a pastor all the time? I don't. But when I don't get it right, I can say I was wrong. I can say I'm sorry and I can grow. But most of all, you know, you know what this book taught me what to say? This book taught me to say, please forgive me. Facts. Without a hesitation, I forgot my granddaughter's birthday. That that crushed me. Y'all don't know that morning I was about in the prayer room sad. The only thing I could say was, forgive me. Because yeah. I let my I let the things of the world overcome me and overtake me. And I, that's why I began to realize, Lord, I need help. Mm-hmm. I want this ministry to thrive, but I, I need I need some help. Mm-hmm. I need some local help. You know, and I realize that it takes more than one. It, it takes does. a village to really become a servant. So you want a saved spouse? Get saved yourself. Facts. And don't put a timeline on God. Cause he works in his own time. Now I'm a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. We are not perfect. We're not perfect people. When you accept Christ in your life, you need to accept the fact that you should be progressing each and every day. Progression. Is the word you need to accept. Because each and every day you should be doing better than what you did on the day before. I like we we had a bunch of we still got a bunch of questions that we weren't able to touch. And I pray that God allow us to have this opportunity again. And I feel in my heart that He will. Um, but I hope that you grab some clarity on tonight. I really hope that you were able to get some answers to some of the things that you may have been been curious about, may been wondering about, been been thinking about, I don't know, whatever the case may be, I hope that you got what you were looking for. And I pray that this was a blessing for you. 
And I see the comments part two. It, it just may happen. I pray that the Lord let this part two happen. You never know. Part two, we may be all be back in uh in person together. Part two may be we all might be on the same camera. We never know. We never know. Um, but I appreciate all y'all tuned in. Um, I do want to give a big shout out to to my panel uh, guest on tonight, Minister Andrew B. Long Jr. and Pastor Andrew B. Long Sr. Um, Minister Andrew B. Long Jr., he is a trader. He's a phenomenal uh, crypto guy. So if you need anything in regards to cryptocurrency, you're looking um, how to work investments, stocks, assets, whatever the case may be, this is your guy. I'm telling you, he will get you in the right direction. He is only 21 years old, and I'm pretty sure he has assets that have touched numbers that you probably wouldn't believe that most people dream to touch when they're like in their 60s and their 70s. And then Pastor Andrew Belong Sr., he is a instructor. Number one, he's a pastor. Phenomenal pastor. Let's, let's go ahead and put that out there. If you need a church home, a house of worship, Colleen, Texas, go ahead and swing by there. You're going to get some good loving, good teaching, and you're going to be set up for success spiritually. And then number two, he's in the state of Texas, so you know he a gun-toting, shooting pastor. And if you need your license to carry, I know the state of Texas allows you to walk around without a license. I highly uh, go against that. Get your license to carry. He is an instructor. He will get you on track to get your license. If you don't know how to shoot a gun, you've never shot a gun, you think you know how to shoot a gun, I promise you, number one, you're not going to be able to outshoot him. And number two, he's going to set you up for success so that you can be able to get close, at least close enough to shoot like him. I'm going to say like him because you ain't going to be able to top him. But, um, gentlemen, if you could drop your Instagrams in the chat, um, that way they can follow you if they haven't already. I want everybody to be able to get in contact with you all, whether it be in regards to crypto assets or um, church ministry um, and license to carry so that they can be legally toting that pistol on their hip. Um, with that being said, I thank you both for joining us, um, joining me on this on this Q&A on tonight. I really appreciate it. I, I know I received a lot of stuff and I got, I got a lot of notes. So I'm thankful. Um, I pray that the Lord continue to bless y'all in all y'all's endeavors. I'm excited to see you all again in person. I, I'm, I'm counting down my days. I am truly truly can't wait to be, be with my, my brother and my dad again. Um, but with that being said, y'all, y'all have a blessed weekend. The episode will be posted this weekend as usual. But like I always say, y'all know I got to get it out of the way. I love you. But more importantly, most importantly, God loves you more. Y'all be blessed, y'all. Yo, 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 it's you. Ooh.